Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Easy Sports Podcast. It is Sunday, July 14th. You just checked. I know. <laughs> this is, but you can't be surprised at this point. Like, no, there is I can't. no surprise with that. No, it just makes me laugh that you're like preparing to start. You're like, all right, Sunday, July 14th, like getting ready to go. And then you forget every week. It, fa- it doesn't fail. I can't. I don't know what it is. I It must be some sort of nerves or something like that. I think it's just a glitch in your brain. <laughs> There's something wrong. There's something broken upstairs that's just not firing. Right. As soon as they're like, you're like, what's the date? As soon as I go to start, I'm like, welcome to the Easy Sports Podcast. It is uh, <laughs> 2009. It's just panic. <laughs> I like, look around the room, too. Like, it's just us right. in this room. And I'm looking around like, like there's other help. people who can help me in this situation. You just need, like, a massive calendar on your fridge. I need... I need... Oh, wait, there's one on your computer that you could look I know, at. it's sitting in front of me. I <laughs> it's have right the little, there. If, if you're a MacBook user, I have the little like drop-down thing where you can click on the date in the mm-hmm. top right. It is drop-down, and I still just don't, <laughs> don't read it, don't That's look bad. at it. It's so bad. It's a bad look. Oh, well. I'm not too worried about it, honestly. I'll deal with that issue later. That's when we get like a one-star review that's just like, remember the day. I'll deal with with that issue later might be the title of my autobiography. Oh, yeah. If If I were ever to feel the need to do that. Yeah. I'll deal with that issue later. Um, We got a couple things to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, First... We really thought free agency was done or done. Yeah. Like, and the like rust. it literally in the last episode, we said the dust has settled like probably four times. Yep. That was, that was the belief yeah. that we had this week. We were proved wrong, which honestly bad look like on us for not thinking about it, <laughs> not considering that it probably wasn't over. I mean, it made sense, though. It did. It, it had been a few days. It had been a happened. few days, and I don't think we really anticipated that Russell Westbrook would all of a sudden go to the Thunder and be like, I want to trade. Yeah. Get Is that what here. happened? Pretty much. Wow. Um, and so, if you didn't follow the news at all, if you were living under a rock when it came to sports journalism, Russell Westbrook demanded a trade from the Thunder. The Thunder... Uh, started looking at teams. Detroit was one of these teams that they were looking at. Really? They were in conversations with. Would you have been happy with that? I would have been fine with it. I mean, we, it's better. We would be in a better situation than we are now. Like, because then you're talking about Russell Westbrook handling your, uh, at the one, handling the point guard position. You got Blake Griffin as a forward. You got Andre Drummond at center. That's a decent yeah. lineup. I mean, that is. You also have Derrick Rose. Coming, coming in to score bench, all yeah. of your points. All of the points. He'll score 100 a game. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, if any of y'all are betters, <laughs> yeah. that's what you should put your money on. Derrick Rose sco- will break Wilt's record this year. Is that yeah. your bet, Emma? I, no, I can't even say that. <laughs> no, no, what would you be willing to gamble that Derrick Rose scores? No, that just like hurt me to even say. Um, as much as I'd be a fan of it, that'd be awesome. No, it wouldn't. It'd be so cool. I want Wilt's record to stand forever. What a what an incredible like. We're totally sidetracked already. We're yeah, this is two minutes. Not in. good. Um, what an incredible comeback that or like. I don't even know. How, he's back, sort of. What an incredible mark on his career at this point in his career. I mean, he wouldn't even win ESPN's Comeback of the Year award. Because yeah, clearly, Tiger couldn't. yeah. Jesus, yeah. ESPN, the giving that to the Blues, the softest move of all time. Versus Tiger Woods <laughs> was the obvious choice. It had to be. It was him. It was no. There was nobody else that yeah. could have possibly. And they're like, oh, the Blues were in last place midway through the NHL season, which is impressive. No, yeah, it's definitely. Very cool. But, but Tiger. Yeah. But Tiger. Come on. I mean, that was the biggest story in sports for a while. One of my journalism professors wrote a think piece on it. Like, it was yeah. a huge story for huge the Washington deal. Post, I should add. Um, but I, I would have been fine with Russell going to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, honestly, that you're looking at a 
Eastern Conference semis team at that point. Like a team that yeah. can get to the Eastern Conference semis, maybe the Eastern Conference finals. You know, that's not a bad team. That's a pretty loaded roster. Um, but where we're at now. But where we're at now. Houston, we definitely have a problem with. I laughed. It's going to be so bad. Like, I genuinely thought it was kind of funny when I saw Houston popping up on these trade rumors with Russell Westbrook. I was like, why would you sub out? What What is solved from subbing <laughs> out Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook? No, it. here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are saying that, you know, this is going to go really well because they're friends. Him and Chris Paul were friends. Harden, I mean. Harden and Chris Paul were friends. Yeah. And then... They had a relationship before he came to the Rockets. And then that blew up. And then with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, I think that's going to be even more of an issue because they're both players who like to have the ball most of the game. Right. Like, I think that's fair to say. Well, and then I've seen Jessica, well, we were just trying to get rid of that massive contract. You subbed one massive contract for another. Yeah. You didn't save much, if any, money. Yeah. Like, I I mean, there's no real, there's no cost savings here. I, the only thing that I'm going to say, I think it helps. Chris Paul, I think, plays a lot slower than Russell Westbrook does. And so I could see this being something that could help the Rockets' tempo on offense. Yeah, I think that's fair. But for me, I think the chemistry issues are going to be overpowering. And I honestly, like, maybe I'll be wrong. I just don't think I will be. I think chemistry is a big question mark right now for these two. Because here's your question. Who's your primary ball handler? I mean, I would think it would be Russell Westbrook. But this is also James Harden's team. And I'm the opposite. I think it would be James Harden. Yeah. I think James Harden is a better player than Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. I mean. So, and I think he's a better ball handler. He's a better shooter. He's a better all-around scorer. He might be one of the better one-on-one talents, iso ball talents that we've seen in the NBA. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I just think that's Russell Westbrook's role. That's what he's comfortable in. And mm-hmm. I think that it would make in a smoother transition if he were put into that role. Right. And, and But I don't see James taking a step back. That's the issue. No, I, I mean, that, and this is what we're talking about, right. these chemistry issues, because you have smooth transition versus uh, ego, honestly. Yeah. And that is going to really, that's going to collide. I mean, these two are huge names, and mm-hmm. they're both big personalities from what I've seen. Right. I just don't think this goes well. I, and that, and I really looked at the sort of demise of Chris Paul and James Harden's relationship was every time they got eliminated by the Warriors. Yeah. They kept getting eliminated by the Warriors. I think that really put just a negative aura around their relationship and it really started to make the problem show. Yeah. Because everyone's pointing a finger. Well, you're getting paid $40 million a year. How come you can't hit that shot? How come you can't lock up Curry? Yeah. You know? Oh, well, you hold the ball too much. Like, shit like that. I think those losses... Which, of course, speculation. Which, yeah, 100% speculation. But I do think those losses make an impact. It's Yeah, it's got to be hard. Especially when you're a team that has so much pressure on you. Right. You have two huge names. It's a really talented organization. Right. And then to be stopped every single year by this dynamo. Right. And, and we talked about we talked about last week the power rankings of these teams. Now mm-hmm. that, well, at the time that free agency had we settled. We thought that Dust had settled. We thought it had. Everyone did. Okay, in our defense, Bleacher Report put that out thinking that it was done. Right. So. Most people really believed it was over. Um, but I, I was thinking back on it, and I listened to it, and I went through that article again, and Houston was number one. Mm-hmm. And originally, I said I really didn't have an issue with it. I thought they were very talented. I thought they were loaded. And from a talent standpoint, that might be true. But I don't know if I actually believe they're number one in those power rankings. And I never did. Right. Because I, and I still, I stand by that because I think the issues that I had before are the same now. We're just uh, switching out players. Right. That's the only difference, really. And now you've swapped players, Mm -hmm. right? You have a couple of guys who are very good at going to the rack. 
right, who play incredibly hard every single night and then seem exhausted by the time they get to the playoffs. Yeah. But now you've almost also subbed out Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, who is a significantly worse three-point shooter. Significant. I mean, 29% from three. Kind of significant. He's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, You've taken that away. He needs the ball in his hand to operate. Yeah. He's not going to be running off screens and popping threes and doing all that. He needs to have the ball. He needs to be able to drive to the lane. So the issue that we're sort of beating in a circle here is – both of them need the ball for their game to operate well. And while James Yeah, I, I think that that's one thing that people aren't realizing about this is they're looking at stats from last year and thinking that's just going to be the same this year, but that's not going to transfer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not going to be seeing Russell Westbrook dropping triple doubles every night if he doesn't have the ball, if James Harden has the ball most of the time. Those numbers aren't going to transfer immediately. But honestly, I think you could see them dropping triple doubles every night. I think the problem is, is they're going to be losing those games. Okay. If both of them are dropping triple doubles every night, I think they'll be losing those games because I think if I see that on a stat sheet, it means they were the only ones touching the ball. I mean, yeah. And the only, the player out of the two of them who is, I think better suited to be able to play off ball because of his shooting ability is James Harden. And he's not going to do that. Right. You are not going to get James Harden whose whole, you are not going to break this wheel of how he's built his success. No, at this point, this is how he operates. He's not going to change that. This is who he is. This is the player that he is. He is deep enough into his career where that's not changing. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about a guy who's been in the league a year or two years or someone who's just getting into a starting role and maybe has to make that adjustment so that they can stay in the starting rotation. This is someone who's established well-versed in their game, understands every bit of what they have to do for them personally to be successful. Right. And you're not going to change that. And Russell's the same way, you know? Yeah. These are two established players who are going to be very caught in their ways. Right. And I, I just don't see this going well at all. I am very concerned for the Rockets. No, and, and I got in an argument. Is one of the dumbest arguments I got in this week about this whole situation was, oh well, this would be like bringing Steph Curry onto the Rockets. No, no. it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. It, it's not because Steph proved that he could play off the ball. Yeah, he proved while Kevin Durant was in Golden State that he didn't need to have the ball in his hands every single possession yeah he could run around he could pull off screens he could find open space literally watch their offense it's schoolyard offense he just runs the whole time yeah gets open and if he's open and he has the best shot then he takes it if not he passes it off yeah he's he's much more of like i think generous is the right word he's much more of a generous player right i know i totally agree he he doesn't require for the ball to be in his hands all yeah. the time to be successful and that is something that I think is different with Russell Westbrook. He seems like a good guy. He seems like he, you know, he obviously he's a very talented player, but he needs the ball in his hand to be successful. And so does James Harden. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting it'll be really to interesting. say the least. <laughs> yeah. I feel really bad for Eric Gordon. Cause I don't think he's going to get a lot of touches next year. No. Um, I don't think anybody else will. No, their front court won't see the ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be chilling. Yeah. I mean, I'm, genuinely, I their front court will not see the ball. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I saw just like a center just smoking a cigarette, like yeah. just hanging just out. chilling <laughs> under the basket, having a bourbon. Right, like, yeah. No, no, we're just relaxing down here. What do you want to drink? You want a beer? Scotch? There's what? a bartender Margarita? just hanging out yeah, underneath. there's a guy the on the baseline just making mixed drinks for like Clint Capella as he leans right. up against the bar. He's like, they got it. Thanks. Yeah. He's like, Oh, we have a selection of magazines. Yeah. <laughs> you can wait here for your offensive possession to be over. <laughs> There's like a nice little waiting room on the sideline. Like they're just hanging out yeah. chatting with some fans. Oh shit. Offensive board. Go, go, go. <laughs> or defensive board. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be really interesting. I, but now that has, that has moved that move i think it's sort of solidified this position that i have 
where the top eight teams in the West right now, mm-hmm. every single one of them could compete for a title next year. Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. It's crazy stacked in a way that we haven't seen a conference mm-hmm. I I think ever before. I think there are definite there are teams that are definitely better. I think yeah, of course. Clippers are going to be better than the Nuggets. But if okay, but if this was a regular year, right. you could say the Nuggets would have been a contender in just like a regular year. I I think it's safe to say this year that they... Like, even the down teams is the whole point I'm trying to make. Right, right. Even the down teams would have been contenders in a regular year. It's going to be an interesting playoff because you're going to look at the eight seed and go, that's still a pretty talented team. Yeah. That's still... You're going to look at those first-round matchups and go, I'm not 100% on who's going to walk out of this. Yeah. You know, we didn't get that team that's just loaded to the teeth far and above everybody else the way Golden State's been yeah. the past couple of years where whatever their matchup was, I just expected them to win. Yeah. And even the matchups that I was like, oh, this might be tough, like the Rockets, I still was like, yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, every time we talked about this, I said, I'm taking Golden State until they prove me wrong right. and until they lose it's kind because of like, it was, I think, dumb not to. Right, and, and Golden State sort of became like New England a little bit for the past few years. Yeah. Where every single game I watch New England play, regardless of if they had a bad loss in October of the regular season, I'm going to bet on them. Yeah. They're the team to beat every single time. Right. I'm going to – I will never – they'll never come out in a game, as you've just said, until they prove us wrong. Yeah. Where I'm going to go, nope, they don't have a chance. Yeah. No chance. As long as Brady and Belichick are there. And still kicking, I, I'll always say they have a chance. And the Warriors were that way. But now this year, it's going to be balanced. The mm-hmm. East is a mess. but Yeah, for sure. But Giannis matter. just said he wants to stay long-term, so that's exciting. Could be interesting. Yeah. Could be really interesting. I don't know. The, Milwaukee, I think, is the team to beat out of, coming out of the East. Them or Philly. One of the two. Yeah. I think but, uh, that's – but also the Knicks could give them a run – or not the – Jesus the Christ. Knicks. No, the yes. Nets. Yes, no. <laughs> so no, I'm uh, the Knicks. The Knicks could give oh, no. these the teams could. a run for their money, and I, I am so glad that we are having this oh. conversation. Um, so, well, so why the Knicks that. then? Huh? <laughs> I really hated that. Why, why the Knicks giving everybody else a run for their money? Which, which you aspect? You know what? They're a dark the horse. Okay. Everybody's going to under- underestimate them. Right. They're really just going to – no, it's the Nets is what I meant to say. Yeah. Well, hopefully Kevin Durant, can, when he gets back from this, his injury, they'll be right. a tough team. But yeah. pending that, I don't actually know how they're going to look this year. No, not this year. I meant in the future. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I thought we were talking long term. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks. RJ Barrett's going to take over. Be the yeah. next LeBron. <laughs> He's the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll figure out what you meant by that. Oh, I'm never going to live enough. that down. Oh, no. Never. No. That's okay. So when are you ordering your Knicks jersey since, you're, <laughs> since you are just such a stan? It, it's on the way. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Is it a Porzingis jersey that you got right, <laughs> right while it was yeah. on sale? <laughs> They're just trying to offload inventory right now. Oh, no. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be such a disaster. <laughs> we talked about the chat. We had jokes like. Uh, one of our episodes is titled The Challenger Disaster. Right. Because of, you know, our, our new head coach for Kansas football. Yeah. This is going to be the disaster in Houston. I, I can't see it going any other way. But. I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. I kind of hope I'm right just because the drama is going to be unreal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be insane. Um, On an unrelated note, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Um. Wimbledon just concluded this morning. How is this shifting gears a little bit? Basketball versus tennis. It's an entirely different sport. Yeah, it's shifting gears just a little bit, you it, know. We're still talking sports, but... That's the whole podcast. <laughs> both have a ball. Oh, okay. So In both sports, the so, ball bounces. <laughs> so Zach's take is that Foursquare could also be included in these top... These top leagues because it has a ball that bounces. I never said it was in the top league. I 
I never said that. I just said if that. If we you started know. talking about Foursquare, that would still be shifting gears a little for you. Yeah, we're just shifting gears, you know. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that that's the hill you're going to die on today. Of course. Every day. <laughs> I, I will find a new hill to die on tomorrow, but this is the one today. Um, right. Wimbledon just concluded. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge tennis person. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of tennis, um, but every year when Wimbledon's on, it's my favorite tennis tournament by far. Yeah. Um, and so I'll turn that on. It's everything, sort of like, everything just feels like weirdly regal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're just sitting there and you like feel kind of posh just for watching it. <laughs> and you're just like, you're like yeah, oh, right, I'm yeah. watching Wimbledon. Oh, Mosa, it's 8 a.m. They're like, playing oh. on the grass. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, it's kind of like. Your voice just changes a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> you're a little more like, oh, yes, I'm very fancy now. Right. Yeah. Um, Get it, a house dress just to watch the game. <laughs> Get a fa- like a big hat like they have for the derby. No, a massive hat. Massive. It's got like four bows. There There's go. so much going on. Of course, yeah, you need that. Um, Wimbledon is sort of like the Masters, mm-hmm. except I enjoy watching golf tournaments more than I enjoy <laughs> watching tennis. But like, it, that's it, crazy because I love watching tennis. It sort of has the same kind of like very important feel yeah. to it. Like the Masters, no matter what, it feels more important. To me, at least, as a general consumer, yeah, it feels more important than the other golf tournaments. See, I, I just love watching tennis. Whenever it's on, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not like an avid like keeping up with all the rankings and like yeah. who's going what, like I am with baseball and other sports like that. But I like to watch it. It's so entertaining, mm-hmm. and it's so just like quick, and everybody seems pretty chill. Like I've never seen anybody on there who I just like really dislike. <laughs> Everybody just seems kind of cool. And right. um, Serena Williams yesterday versus um, Halep is her last name. And I can't remember her first name. But that was an amazing match. Yeah. And it, yes, Serena lost in the straight sets. But she was so gracious in defeat. Which at this point, she kind of has to be because of the massive spotlight that's on her. And after last year, that whole fiasco, she really has to be this way. But it was really wonderful how she was congratulating her and um, things like that. But Halep was, it was probably the best tennis match I've ever seen. She was so scrappy. It was literally at one point Serena let out a scream of frustration. Like when she finally got a point. Because she couldn't get a point. It was no matter where this ball was hit, Halep was getting it every single time. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. It was amazing. And she was the first Romanian, I think female, to ever win. Because I think there was a Romanian male who won once. But... I thought it was first Romanian ever. It's one of the two. Yeah. We we talked about this yesterday. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But we, either way, big milestone. Huge milestone. We also saw that doubles match. Yeah. Where I can't remember the dude's name for the life of me, but he took he got, a beating. Yeah. He got like, at least three balls to like a body shot. He took, a, he took body shot after body shot. Like the ball would pop in the air. They would spike it down, just hit him in the throat. Yeah. And you just watch him drop. I was like, this guy, this is the most <laughs> physical tennis match I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. And is tennis an extreme sport now? <laughs> no, it is not. But, but that was, that was an interesting, interesting pitch you had there. Yeah. Um, so, no, that was crazy too. Yeah. And that was another thing. Like I don't watch when I do watch, I'm not really watching doubles. So that's an entirely new game for me. Right. And watching that was really interesting. Um, and then I didn't catch Federer Djokovic. Yeah. I, I saw it this morning. It was an amazing match. Yeah. I mean, just two historically great talents. Yeah. Two legends. Right. And they showed why they are legends. Yeah. I mean, it was phenomenal. We had the first tiebreaker ever in Wimbledon history. Which is crazy in and of itself. Right. And, and so uh, joke, the Joker as he's called. The Joker. He won. Um, Federer was defeated. It, it was just a... I mean, as someone who didn't play, who never did it competitively, it was so impressive watching them because I've gone on a tennis court before. I cannot hit the ball like that. The way they are able to just... I don't think anyone can That's but also them. true. <laughs> um, but, like, the way they can just, like, cut a ball and have it just lightly drop... 
Yeah, no. Like, the control they have is and that's the other thing about Halep. Real. That was the other thing about Halep is the control she had over the ball at all times was yeah. just next level. Huge amount of respect for it. Woody Harrelson was there. <laughs> yes. He looked like he had tied one on My man. that day. Like he was he was feeling himself. Yeah. Um, I love Woody Harrelson so much. Oh, and I loved seeing him there. Absolutely fantastic. And then, um, oh, that was the other thing was um, Halep after she won and they were doing the um, post-match interview. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, oh, we heard that you were really excited about um, Kate Middleton being here. And, you know, Meghan Markle's also here. Like, you get to go meet them now. And she was like, really? Oh, this is even better. Like she was so excited. It was adorable. And you could see like Megan and Kate in the stands, like listening to this. Mm-hmm. And they were like laughing and waving at her. And I was like, this is so pure. Was that, was that her first like major championship? No, I think she had won something else before. I think it was her second major win, but okay. first Wimbledon. Gotcha. With that and being said, and our, our clear immense knowledge of tennis. Oh yeah. Um, yeah obviously experts on the topic we're gonna hop into our first break um or our break and when we come back we are gonna talk about the angels their memorial game i would call it for skags um getting really dusty in here (laughs) (laughs) um we're gonna talk about that and uh yeah that was that was a really heartwarming tribute that they gave him for sure and some of the weird what's it called synchronicities or synchronicities Synchronicities. that like were noticed about the game um so thank you so much for joining us in the easy sports podcast we will be right back All right, everybody, welcome back to the Easy Sports Podcast. Um, we, we've switched things up. So now on the back half of this episode, so normally, if you don't know how we record, um, which you probably don't. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, I, I realized what I said it's when okay. I said it. Um, <laughs> you pumped the brakes. Yeah, you I backtracked. Um, I always wear headphones. Emma does not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just cause I have the computer in front of me that records everything. And I like to be able to monitor all that. Yeah. Aspect. Zach is very much the tech guy here. So he's monitoring the sound and at the end he's doing the mixing. I'm just like doing the journalism aspects of this. Right. Um, and so now Emma gets to experience wearing headphones. Yeah. So I'm not going to be doing any of the mixing or anything like that. We don't want to put you guys through that, but I'm in, I have the headphones and it's so weird. Isn't it a little disorienting at first? Yeah, it's such a different experience. Right. I'm hearing myself very differently, like how I actually sound, Mm -hmm. which like when you're just talking, you don't hear how you really sound. Okay. What? You know what I mean? No. Okay. When you talk, you just hear how you normally sound. All right. I, yeah, I would say I definitely hear how I normally, or I think I'm hearing how I normally sound. What? No, literally. When you put the headphones on, it's like a projection. No, but everybody who I know says they're like, oh, yeah, I listen to my voice on recordings and I'm like horrified by it. I, I don't know. That's I, how most people function. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like my voice in general very much. So I'm well, like, OK, yeah. But anyway, I'm hearing it <laughs> no, like how people normally hear it. And it's weird. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's. It, it, it takes a little bit of getting used to, for sure. Yeah. So, and I'm Because it is. It's like a weird projection. You're right. Right. And I'm glad you get to do this. Because you really love... When we're not recording, mm-hmm. one of Emma's favorite things to do <laughs> is just tap on the microphone <laughs> or randomly blow into them uh, while I'm wearing the headphones. So, now I've gotten in the habit of just placing her on mute. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> we start recording so that she won't do that. I feel like if humans had mute buttons, I would just be muted for you constantly. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe I, I could see that as something that I would do. Yeah. Just boop. All right. Don't have Just to go about your daily life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to talk about Tyler Skaggs? I want to talk about it's Tyler Skaggs, right? Yeah. 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 No, you got that right. I don't know why I felt like I said it and I felt like I was wrong on it for some reason. 
Yeah, but it's it's okay. So um, Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs um, passed away on July 1st, I believe it was, um, cause of death undisclosed. So they paid tribute, the Angels did, they paid tribute to him just recently, um, just a few days ago on July 13th. And because of the All-Star break, like they had to jump into their tributes a little bit later. Anyway, so... Stats by Stats tweeted out this. The Angels paid tribute to Tyler Skaggs by throwing a combined no-hitter against the Mariners in Anaheim. The last time there was a combined no-hitter in the state of California was the Orioles versus A's in Oakland on July 13, 1991, the same day Tyler Skaggs was born. So this no-hitter happened on his birthday. Both did. And that is not the only synchronicity from this game. So yeah, These were insane when we were reading through them. Yeah. It was kind of crazy to like look at all of them. Yeah, and I'm a big synchronicity person. Like, this isn't something we talk about a lot on the show, and I won't get into it, but I am totally here for synchronicities. I'll see, like, 444 and different things like that. Will you please define what those are? Because I forget. Okay, so a synchronicity is when you start to see patterns in things. So for me, a big one recently has been 444. So I'll look at the clock, and it's 444. I'll Sure. I'll see a license plate and it's 444 with numbers after or letters after it, whatever. But it's just those numbers and you just get like a feeling of, okay, this is meaningful in some way. And then you can get into the spirituality side of it, which I won't dive into because it's not really relevant here. But it's just kind of like a cool wave, I guess, from the other side is how I look at it. Um, sure. So that's what a synchronicity is. So then. I think that's so funny, the difference in perspective, because you see it in that light. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Numbers. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Neato. Yeah. Three in a row. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like looking at numbers. You're like, oh, it's connect four. Cool. Yeah, look. Wow. It's four, four, four. And then I move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I think most people do. It's just like once you start to like really get into this. and It can be weird when you see it like four times in a row. Right. Go, oh, that was strange. but. And I feel like once I told you about it, you like texted me and you're like, Oh, you shit, I just said more. You definitely Once do. someone points it out to you, which is really annoying. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So you were saying. Right. So Pop Culture did an article where they basically compiled all of these tweets and basically Twitter like hopped on this and they were like, look at the rest of these. This is crazy. Pop Culture uh, made a, like a compilation of them. So here are the rest of them. The Angels scored seven runs in the first inning and 13 in total. That combines to 7-13, the date of the game, and Skaggs' aforementioned birth date. So they scored a lot of runs, and it ended up being his birthday, which is pretty cool. His high school jersey number was 11, and this was the 11th no-hitter in Angels history. Mike Trout hit a home run with the distance of 454 feet, and that's 45 forwards and backwards. So then there is... Skaggs' last game he pitched was on June 29th against the Athletics, so that adds another bit of symmetry to the situation. Um, I think that's it, but it's just kind of crazy. His mom also threw out the first pitch that night. She threw a good first pitch. Yeah, she really did. That was right down the middle. Yeah, but that's just kind of like a really cool thing of – and baseball fans tend to like notice stuff like this a lot, and I'm sure it happens in other sports, but like D. Gordon hitting a home run after Jose Fernandez died, and it was his only home run of the season, right? So like little things right. like that that make baseball really cool sometimes. Yeah, I think it was it was really, um, I mean, it was really a special game to watch. You could tell how invested the players were in uh, making it a special night, and. Um, it, it, it just seeing everyone wearing his jersey, everyone wearing that number, watching Trout hit that home run on that first right. pitch that he got. Um, it, it was a very special night. Obviously, hearts go out to their family because I'm sure. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I'm sure they would happily or gladly get rid of that night just to have him Yeah, back. of course. Um, but it was an incredibly special night. They all um, laid their jerseys or his jersey down on on the mound Uh, yeah on the mound after the game which was another really special moment um all around just a great tribute yeah by the angels for yeah they did a really great job of that which i feel like most teams do but i just thought like especially with all the synchronicities how things lined up it worked really well and i was really happy to see that for him it it was yeah And, and it definitely was a moment i think you can tell when there when there are tribute games or there are events that things they're 
you know, in tribute of, and people, I don't want to say don't care, but people aren't as invested in that event. You could tell this was something that people were very invested in. That organization was very invested in, uh, the, in the players. It was really close to their heart, which you understand. Yeah. We both played sports. If you lost a teammate, it would be a horrible experience. Right. Um, because and I they also very close. They become family with yeah. you. I also remember um, for the Royals, this just happened a few years ago with Jordano Ventura. Mm-hmm. He died in a in a car wreck, I think it was in the Dominican. And there were they did some really cool things. They had Ace Thirty patches on their um, sleeves for the rest of the season. Right. And they did really cool tributes. And I really loved how. I, I think organizations are always pretty classy when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, organization. I mean, because they – sports is um, more than some other things, something that really relies on history. Yeah. And something that takes history into account often. I mean, we – if you look at the major debates in sports, they all revolve around the history of the different games. Think yeah. about LeBron and MJ. That debate is centered around history. Yeah. We debate has how much has the game changed? Would Which I can't believe Wilt is never in that conversation, but that's I mean, for another time. Yeah. Um, we, we debate how much has the game changed? Would they be the same player if, that they were now? Mm-hmm. Like in the hockey community, a big one is Gret- would Gretzky be the same player now that he was then? And, and so I, I think it's since it's something sports are something that's so entrenched in history. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's such a common thing to be talked about that these kind of tribute moments organizations are very privy to that fact and try to make them as special as possible. Yeah, for sure. And I just think that the Tyler Skaggs one was done really, really well and you know, all the best to his family. Yep. All the best to them. Hope, um, hope they don't have to deal with anything like that Yeah, for a while, (laughs) like a long while. I mean, that's just awful. I remember uh, my family texting me and like my mom and dad saw the story and they were just like that. They couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like I was talking to my mom about it. She goes, I couldn't imagine being, you know, like your mom and having that happen to you. And like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And there's always like theories and stuff like that and speculation about like cause of death, which we're definitely not going to get into. Like I, I just, I always hate when I see stuff like that because I guess I understand. I I understand understand curiosity and wanting to know, but it's none of our business. And if we don't know, we don't know. Yeah. And it's just kind of uncomfortable for me. That's how I always looked at it. Whenever I see people speculating, it just kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, like an invasion of privacy almost. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. I I think when you're someone who's in a, public eye and something like this happens it becomes a little more ever present yeah um that people want to know i should say i should restructure that i think when you're in the public eye obviously people feel like they have a level of entitlement to your life right and i think that even goes post-mortem yeah i mean we've seen that look at any celebrity that's ever passed away no for sure everyone for wants sure. to know immediately what happened to them um so i understand that people are going to sp- speculate and stuff like that i'm not a big fan of the you know over speculation or over harassment of the situation how i would look at it i think it's okay to be curious i don't think it's okay to start no i did see report like start harassing family members and stuff like that or like it's definitely it's definitely okay to be curious and wonder because that's as a fan, you feel weirdly close with the players on that team. You right. know what I mean? You see them in Snapchat videos and whatever, and you're so happy they're happy, things like that. So it does feel weird mm-hmm. when a person like that passes away. But to go and – it's the family's business. If right. they want to release that information, that's up to them. And, and but I, also, like, consider the Jose Fernandez situation. Right. That really changed people's opinion of him. Mm-hmm. Like, when they released his cause of death, things like that, that really affected how people looked at that situation yeah, and who he was. So I would totally understand family not wanting to release it. Yeah. No, it, it could. And, you know, you can speculate all you want, but at the end of the day, you don't know. Yeah. Um, it, in other baseball news mm-hmm. – David Ortiz had another surgery. Yeah. Um, if I'm you, concerned. <laughs> if you're not familiar with this news, David Ortiz was shot while in the Dominican. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with a cousin. That Apparently, the hit was supposed to be on the cousin. That's what, yeah. Then that's what police are saying. 
it's yeah. it's very it's a very confusing situation. People are basically saying that this was a huge conspiracy and that there were like 12 people involved or something like that. And it was supposed to be his cousin who was shot, but Ortiz got it instead. And he went, he had two surgeries performed. Then he was transferred to Mass Gen. Actually, the second surgery might have been a Mass Gen. Okay. But that's one of the best hospitals in the world. Right. Um, and it makes sense because, I mean, Boston, obviously there are those ties. He just had a third surgery performed. Was it at Mass Gen? I believe it was, yes. Okay. So, I mean, praise out to him. Hope his recovery is going well. Yeah. I mean, a third surgery is never a good thing, but... No, not a great sign. Um, but, you know... It could also just be like a revision thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, neither of us are doctors. Well, yeah, I'm just saying it could be. Right. It could be, but... Neither, like, like we said, or like I just said, take it with a grain of salt. Neither of us are doctors, I, so it's clearly speculation. Right. Um, I'm just saying it's uh, never mind. On a lighter note, mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about two just really sad yeah. <laughs> situations. Uh, college football is getting closer. Mm-hmm. We're 41 days away now. The Jayhawks are coming. I believe. <laughs> Jayhawks are coming. I'm actually, I really, it would be great just to finish middle of the road in the Big 12 this year. Yeah. That'd be I'd be fine with that. Perfect year. Um, With that being said, is there a team? Is there a a player? Is there anything that you are excited more than anything else to watch this year? I know it's so early. We're, you know, we're really like digging back on this one. But is there anything that you personally are most excited to see? I think I'm most excited like for KU, obviously. But yeah. I'm excited to see how Clemson does this year. Okay. I had a cousin who went to school there, and since then I've been like kind of invested in their football program. Right. And especially how last year ended, you know, I really want to see how they're how they're going to return, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very curious. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is back mm-hmm. again. He's stud. I mean, that kid's an absolute stud. So he'll have a great year. Um, Ku aside, I am I'm very curious about two things. One, the Big Ten race, uh, because Urban Meyer is gone. Ryan Day is the head coach at Ohio State. I think this is the year, if Michigan is going to win it, if Urban is going to stay at Michigan, he has to win it this year. Because, or uh, if Harbaugh is going to stay at Michigan, he has to win it this year. Right? He cannot lose to Ohio State again and have Ryan Day be the one that beat him. Um, obviously, like I said, excited for Kansas, less miles, see how that all works out with the new recruits and uh, everything like that. The other one I'm really excited to see is Oklahoma. Jalen okay. Hurts is the quarterback now. Oh, I forgot about that. They've oh my God. I totally two Heisman that trophy happened. winners in a row. Mm-hmm. I could see him ha- balling out this year and having a third Heisman Trophy winner in a row. If yeah. Oklahoma pulls off three Heisman Trophy winners oh in a row, God. that'll be unreal. No, that's amazing. Um, but I w- I'm curious to see his integration into Oklahoma system um, and how he does at that program. I think he'll be fine. I mean, he is just an incredible talent. Yeah, all I agree. I think he's going to do really well. He's definitely going to add a lot to the program. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he's not – it's not – a transfer quarterback that's unproven. It was a, he was a guy who was twenty six and two. Yeah, no, he, as a starter at Bama. Yeah, he's definitely proven himself. Right, definitely. He got benched because Tua came along and just so happened to be a stud, a monster, right? Like an absolute monster. Um, and so I'm really excited to see him. We we've circulated in our group chats the uh, Shea Patterson tweet, quote unquote. Oh, God. Wait, wait. Okay, before we say this, can I jump in super quick? Yeah. All right, so I just looked up the David Ortiz situation. Um, okay. The third surgery is uh, surgery for complications resulting from his gunshot wound. So. Gotcha. Yeah. It's basically what I said. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there just so we, like, actually said what was going on. But, right. yeah, it's because he had some complications, which, um, I mean, that's, I, I think that's pretty typical I, I mean, every surgery is going to have a risk of complication, right. whatever. I am not a doctor. I've but had surgeries. They were not life-threatening at all. 
but there were still risks right. of complications. Yeah, of course. I had my gallbladder out. Yeah. Definitely risk of complications. Any invasive in procedure like that is yeah. going to have. Anything has that risk. risk. They say that he's recovering now and is in good spirits. He's been moved out of the ICU. So that's a really good sign. Yeah. It's a great sign. So yeah. Sorry. Just want to throw that in there. But um, Shea Patterson. <laughs> Shea Patterson. So there's been a lot of back and forth on this, whether this tweet was real or not, whether it actually came from his account, whether somebody edited this to make it look real. But essentially the situation was he tweeted from the tweet circulated or the screenshot circulated from what would have appeared to be Shea Patterson not tweeting on his burner account (laughs) and accidentally tweeting on his personal account that he should be calling the plays. He definitely would have won a Heisman. He's the best quarterback in the big 12, Justin Fields, who's the transfer from Georgia and one of the top quarterback prospects in the country. When he came out of his recruiting class is overrated, overrated at Ohio state, Uh, a whole assortment of nonsense Shay addressed it on his social media and like laughed it, like tried to laugh it off, kind of like, ha ha, like whatever. Someone, you know, trying to make me look bad saying I would tweet about my coach. Hey, but he literally said at the end of the tweet, uh, hey, buddy, you should look at the one at the end of my at um, like it wasn't realistic or whatever. <sighs> so was it him or was it not him? We don't know. I okay. don't know that there's any way to confirm that outside of if we had Twitter's database on everything. I, 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 there's genuinely no way to confirm it. He says it wasn't. The guy who tweeted it out obviously is like, yes, it was. Um, because do we remember when um, – who was the GM who got in huge trouble for having burner accounts? I mean, that was – yeah crazy people were investigating people were trying to log into the account to see what phone numbers matched up like Mm -hmm. people were hardcore investigating that and i haven't seen that very much with this it yeah it's uh i mean i think it was it's the sixers gm yeah that's who it was um i just couldn't remember his name right and so i think it's a little bit different he's a quarterback at a college not a gm of an nba team um granted he's a quarterback of one of the largest universities yeah, in the country huge program and a enormous football program. Um, but if he did do this, so we're going to break it down. If he did, if he didn't. Okay. If he did, if he did, what a horrific look, just the worst. <laughs> I mean, ah, uh, what to say that I'm disappointed. To, I mean, our expectations were low, but, but Jesus, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> Um, if you were genuinely tweeting that out and it was him that did it, what a terrible look on you. No, that's so bad. Like to one, have a burner account to defend yourself or whatever to two that the only thing that made me suspicious is that when he sent out his, like, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It wasn't an admission of guilt. So a plea of innocence tweet yeah. or whatever he put a burner account in quotes, like he didn't know what a burner (laughs) account was. Shay, everybody knows what a burner account is. Don't pretend that you don't. You're in college. And him pretending that he didn't made me more nervous about the situation like he actually did it. Yeah, I, based on everything that I've seen, I think he did it. I'll never know for sure, but it it seemed to be that way. I'm just going to... I'm just going to pretend he didn't. Okay. I'm just going to pretend. I'm going to lie to myself. I'm going to say it didn't happen. I'm going to say it doesn't exist. That it was an edit. Photoshop. You can make anything look real on Photoshop. Yeah, it was an actual tweet, though. You can make anything on Photoshop. (laughs) It was on Twitter, Zach. (laughs) You could make a tweet on Photoshop. It wasn't a screenshot. It was a real tweet. (laughs) You could... You could... You could... (laughs) Okay. My brain is breaking now. (laughs) I'm just going to pretend that the quarterback of one of the teams I cheer for did not just tweet out that he should be calling the plays and that our coach should take a hike and that he would have won the Heisman. None of those things are accurate. None of them are true. (laughs) So So on this episode, Zach lies to himself. (laughs) On this episode, I'm in steep denial. (laughs) That's okay. 
I, I mean, really rampant denial over here. I, yeah, it, just a bad look. You know what? No matter what, we were gonna. I was gonna play it. If he did do it, if he didn't do it, no matter what, it's a terrible look because now, even if he didn't do it, there's that question there. There's that question there. Yeah, that may. It's fuck. Yeah, it's I, bad. Like I, I'm so sorry. Like I tweeted out, I would have given anything to be in that quarterback room. The next <laughs> oh day. yeah, I want to know just what to is fly happening. Fly on the wall. Like I would give anything to be there and just experience that yeah because i'm sure it was just amazing i'd like to see harbaugh's reaction just like okay sounds good probably like ripped his shirt off and just started running around <laughs> Honestly, like uh, yeah it just wow i yeah we gotta end on this note yeah yep Yep, can't deal with it anymore. I'm about to go take some laps. Um, <laughs> usually we wait till week 10 to collapse. So yeah, this that's was pretty true. early. Uh, yeah, at least it's early on. Now you don't have to get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. My hopes aren't up for the season. Stephen A. Smith released a poll. He put mm -hmm. Michigan at number two. <sighs> I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we get to our normal closing stuff, uh, we now have an Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I have some other projects in the works that will be coming soon. Why are you laughing about because that? He said that. I didn't you know how to like, say it. I didn't know how else like to say it. A YouTuber who's about to release like a palette. And That's true. Just like, yeah, I got this yeah. project. Yeah. You Big surprise announcement coming yeah. soon. Um, but no, I have. Um, he genuinely does. Yeah. And we, I'm excited for it. We have some other stuff that's coming out. Uh, hopefully let's see a week, two weeks from now. Yeah. Two weeks from now. I think all that should be dropping. I'll let you guys know. Um, we now have an Instagram, mm -hmm. so we're going to have that. We're going to be posting about our episodes, uh, you know, promoting content, stuff like that. Um, obviously Twitter still there. Both are e at easy sports pod. Yeah. So just to make that easy, super easy for you guys super to get on easy. there and follow. <laughs> All right. The I quit. Silence. <laughs> All right, that's it. That silence um, was deafening. <laughs> um, so go follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Go follow us on Twitter at easy sport pod. Easy sports, sports pod. pod. Yeah. Sports pod. That's what I said. You said easy sport pod. Oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> at easy sports pod. See, I'm all riled up from the Shea Patterson <laughs> thing. I'm so like, it, I'm just flustered now. It's okay. About this whole We've situation. I need to take a lap. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, follow us on both those accounts. New stuff coming soon. Obviously, these episodes, same time, same place. But we'll also yep. have other stuff happening. Yeah. Hands in the air. We don't know what it is yet. Right. <laughs> Well, we do. We're just not saying. Yeah. Also, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we saw that we have another one. We really appreciate that. When you mm -hmm. guys do that, that helps us a lot. We noticed that like the algorithm changes on the podcast app and things like that. So oh, it's just easier for people to find us. Yeah. So more people are going to see us. We get more exposure. That's super helpful. Um, yeah. And the more exposure we get, if you enjoy this, the more exposure we get, the more of this we can do. Right. And the better this will be Ultimately, the goal is to do this as much as possible, produce as much content as possible for all of you mm -hmm. that love listening to the show. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Please, please, please continue to listen. We're so excited about everything that's coming up here in the future. Uh, like we said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, mm -hmm. and we'll see you guys next week.